0: Love Talk Radio. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. Today is a great day. It is Saturday, June 20th, and calling you from today, Midtown Atlanta, and it's a beautiful, sunny day in Georgia. It's actually hot, but um, that's just another story. Um, I'm inside an air conditioned building, so I'm okay. So I don't know about anybody else, but I love the sun from the outside. Um, I thank you again everyone for tuning in today This is An absolute honor I get a chance to speak to to great people every week And I'm just so honored by it And as always I thank God for you I thank God for everything that's going on with you And for you And I um, I couldn't do this without you I couldn't do this without you Because there's no reason for me to do the show if if you guys don't get, you know, touched. So I'm happy that I get a chance to impact your lives. Um before going forward, as always, I turn this show over to God's Holy Spirit, praying and thanking God for that we get everything that we need from each other on this call, on this on this show, on this podcast and this live uh stream today. Um, people I have a dynamic show planned for you. Um this is just, um, as usual, another another great week. I, um, today's topic is creating your world, and there are some things that are um, really important to do that ensure that you can you know you can operate in your creativity to realize and maximize your dreams. Um, before we get started, I'm going to read you our divine intervention for the week. As you know, each week I give you a scripture from the Bible um, to motivate and encourage you as we move forward in the lesson. Um, today's divine intervention comes from Genesis 1, verses 26 through 28, uh, from the Message Bible, which speaks, God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make, make them reflecting our nature, so that they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings, he created them godlike, with a liturgy, reflecting God's nature. Created, He created them male and female. He, he blessed them, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge, be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, and for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. Now, I want you guys to, to hold on to that because we're going to do some dynamic stuff here. Um, each and every one of us has a creative nature. That that comes from our higher power, our divine nature, our, from from God. Um, we're created in the likeness and image of God. As co-creators, we were placed in this earth to to make great things happen. You weren't. There's no accident that you were born. There's no accident that you are here today. There's no accident. Nothing. There's nothing that has gone on in this lifetime that is accidental, including your your life today. It's not accidental. You were put here for some great things. You were put here to make some great things come to life. And I'm happy to be able to, to bring this show to you today because we're going to definitely give you some good details and get some good steps on how you can use, tap into that very creative nature that God left with us, that, the Elohim spirit, if you will, of, of being able to create your own world. Um, there's some things I want to, before I go into the lesson, uh, create, create your world. I want to give you three things. Three things I want you to hold on to. One, God created you to succeed and not fail. Two, God God created you to have dominion and not be dominated. Number three, God created you to complete the masterpiece that he started. Yes, that means that there's some things that weren't finished. There's some things that were were just just beginning that your creation was designed to accomplish. You are the completion of of a a dynamic masterpiece. And and you following your dreams and you doing what you're supposed to do, you bring some things to, to fruition. So I'm going to get into the lesson. Creating your world, I'm going to give you seven steps for tapping into your creative nature. Step one, spend time with God. Spend time with God. Spend time with God. It is in order to, to, to absolutely be a, a creator or be a co creator in the earth, you have to spend time spiritually with that which created you. So that means in studying scripture and studying you know, listening to, to things that are uplifting, things that are you know, that God created through other people, the 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 very wonders of the earth. Spending time with God and, and his creation inspires you because you're connected with the thing that created you. You're connected with, the, with your source. I gave an analogy last week of a building being connected to a, a power line outside. And if that power line gets disconnected from the building, nothing in the building works unless there's a, you know some sort of artificial generator. But even still, it, things won't work at 100% capacity because you're not connected to the source anymore. Well, that's the same thing I'm telling you here. Stay connected. Read your word. Uh, pray. Pray. You know, those are the things that keep you closer to to your source, keep you connected to your source. So, step two for creating your world. The second step for how to tap into your creative nature. Spend time meditating. Spend time meditating. Spend time meditating. Meditation is that, that time that you get quiet in and, and still and peaceful and not thinking about the concerns of the world and not thinking about the things that are going on but just focusing on, on the, the beauty of, of what God has created for you, the beauty of life, instead of worrying about the things that could go wrong. Meditation clears your mind and keeps you focused on your goals. It can meditation can actually heal you. It can actually cause you cause healing because when you're not focused on excuse me, when you are focused on good things you tend to manifest good things. You tend to, to attract good things. So meditation absolutely is a necessity of any dreamer, any visionary, anybody who's going to accomplish anything major. You have to get time and, and meditate and cleanse your mind of the day, day-to-day day troubles that may come up because trials and tribulations do come, as we know. But the way you handle it will de- determine how well you'll succeed. Step three in creating your world step 3 for how to create your 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 world spend time tuning your imagination spend time tuning your imagination spend time tuning your imagination the it was a quote i read one time i can't remember who who, who the quote is from but it was a, such a dynamic quote the quote Went like this. The most powerful nation in the world is the imagination. The most powerful world, the most powerful nation in the world is the imagination. You are in your side. Your imagination, you can you can create fantasies. You can create masterpieces. You can create all sorts of things. But when it's tuned properly, you can you can stack the cards in your deck, so to speak. Stack, stack the cards. Um, in your favor, so to speak, when you um, when you when you focus on the things that you really let your your mind imagine it, let your imagination run wild on, so to speak, instead of letting it run wild, you control. Them. You you pick the things that you want to put in your system. I read certain books. I read books by uh, motivational uh, speakers like Les Brown and um, Dr. Wayne Dyer, and I read books from, like from uh, Deepak Chopra, and I read you know books from um, People like T.D. Jakes and Dr. Miles Monroe, all these things are shaping what I'm seeing in my world because I, these are the things I'm inputting into me. So it, it determines the things I'm, I, that when I'm meditating, the images that I see in my in my mind, the visions that I get. Also, you know, on top of that, you know, the, the Word of God. So all these things put together create the things I, I imagine. I imagine myself being prosperous. I imagine myself being, you know, healthy. I imagine myself being, having a successful family. I imagine myself being successful in business. I imagine myself doing some phenomenal things. And I, I encourage you to do the same thing. I, I imagine yourself doing something dynamic today. Imagine yourself, you know, being the head not the tail, the first not the last, lender not to borrow. Imagine yourself doing something to change your world today. Imagine yourself, you know, enjoying life. A lot of people don't enjoy their lives because they don't see themselves enjoying enjoying life. They see the the everything bad that can possibly happen. Like I said, bad things are gonna happen. We can't we can't escape that. We can't evade that. But we can we can determine how we react to it. And we can tune our imaginations to see the, the good things in, in life. There there is so much beautiful thing so many beautiful things in this earth that many of us are yet to experience. I talked to one of my friends today and she was telling me that she's never been outside her home state. And it was like, I I thought of me like, wow, I've I've traveled a a little bit in my lifetime. But even still, I haven't traveled enough to see all the wonders of the world. So inside my imagination, I create, you know, the idea of of, of being in these exotic places. I read magazines about uh, places like Copenhagen and places like Miami, places like um, Amsterdam, you know, Wales, all over the world. I, I, I imagine myself being in places all over the world because... It does something dynamic. It does something very dynamic where you can see yourself doing something great. So, spend time positively tuning your imagination. So, after you've done, after you know, you're definitely spending your time with God, you're spending time meditating, and you're spending time tuning your imagination. The fourth step to tap into your creative nature is to spend time writing down what you see in your imagination. Spend time writing down what you see in your imagination. Spend time writing down what you see in your imagination. You see, we have to write the vision down and make it plain. If you don't write if you don't write out your vision, if you don't place that vision on a tangible form in the in in the world, it'll always be in your head, but you may never see it manifest. You actually have, you have to actually take action to 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 the manifestation of those things you see. And by writing down your your visions, it helps you get clarity on what it is you're really seeing. Because sometimes you may just be seeing, you may just eaten Taco Bell before you went to sleep, and you might just have you're seeing stuff that's just related from the stuff you ate. <laughs> But sometimes you may be getting specific divine insights on some things that's going to change the whole your whole lifestyle. It's going to change the whole lifestyle for your family and your friends and those people that are connected to you. So you have to, you know, write this stuff down and get clarity on it. Because inside your your vision, I can guarantee you, your destiny is, is there. Your destiny lies inside your vision. And you want to get be as clear as possible with your vision. So you're spending time with God. You're spending time meditating. You're spending time tuning your imagination positively. And you're spending time writing down what you see in your imagination. Step five to tapping into your creative nature is to spend time speaking out your true desires. Spend time speaking out your true desires. Spend time speaking out your true desires. The power of life or death is in the tongue. So whatever you're speaking out of your mouth is either creating life or it's creating death. It's either building up or it's tearing down. I know you hear me say this a lot, but it's, it's true. What are you saying about your dreams? What are you saying about your goals? What are you saying about your, your very existence? A lot of people, I hear people say stuff is killing them. And people, you know, they, they say things that are just, they don't really mean. If they really understood exactly how powerful that, that their mouth is, they would always watch everything that came out of it. That, ain't false. that includes, you know, gossip. That includes slandering people. That includes anything that is that is that that is not constructive. Anything that doesn't build people up is tearing them down. So we have to really monitor what's coming out of our mouth. We have to really speak the, 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 the true divine essence of our hearts. And we'll, so when we're speaking, we, we know that. Eventually, it may not come to life today, it may not come to life at this moment, but it's going to come to life. If you keep speaking, because first and foremost, anything you speak in faith, you're going to see. It's going to manifest. Faith comes by hearing. So whatever you're hearing, you're going to, you're going to believe it, and you're going to keep believing it, and you're going to keep believing it, and you're, you're going to keep believing it. So you have to speak you know, the very positive things out of your mouth. You have to speak out the, the truth from your mouth. So you're spending time with God. You're spending time meditating. You're spending time tuning your imagination positively. You're spending time writing down what you see in your imagination. You're spending time speaking out your true desires. Step six to tap into your creative nature is to spend time designing your plans according to your vision. Spend time designing your plans according to your vision. Spend time designing your plans according to your vision. There is something dynamic about Actually, writing plans, putting things in order. After you know, after you you got the vision laid out, you have to put it in order. At least make the effort to put it in order, because the harder man designs his own plans, but it's God that orders his steps. So, in creating a plan, you actually say that this is what I plan to to give to my co. I have to, this is what I plan to co-create with God. This is what I plan to co-create with my divine nature. And that very divine nature inside of you will order your steps to the completion and the manifestation of that thing. This is, you know, regardless of whatever you believe, spiritually this thing works every time. So it's it's very awkward to see people who want to be successful but never have a plan. You ask them what are what is their goals, what are what are they planning to do to get to this thing that they want to accomplish, and they can't give you an answer because they don't have any plans. They just know they want to be rich, they just know they want to be wealthy, they just know they want to be, you know, lose weight, they know they want this, they know they want, they want, they want, but they don't have a plan of how they're going to get it. And if you don't have a plan, you can forget about it. It's just it, it it's not gonna your your thoughts are not ordered enough and, and success follows order. I'll say that again. Success follows order. So if you're not in order, you can't have success follow you. If you're not in order, then success can't follow you. Success can't become a part of the things you do. So spend time designing plans. It is urgent, any dreamer, any visionary, to design plans, to write plans out. Write plans out. Write plans out. Write plans out. I'm going to repeat it again. Write your plans out. It is necessary. It is urgent. It is important. You have to write out your plans. You're spending time with God. You're spending time meditating. You're spending time tuning your imagination positively. You're spending time writing down what you see in your imagination. You're spending time speaking out your true desires. You're spending time designing your plans according to your vision. Step number seven to tapping into your creative nature is spend time acting out your plans. Spend time acting out your plans. Spend time acting out your plans. In Scripture, it tells us that faith without works is dead. You can believe that you're going to be successful. You can believe that you're going to have a million dollars. You can believe that you're going to buy a new Lamborghini. But if you don't make a a plan of action and then actually act on that plan of action, chances are you'll never see it. People who who graduate from college, people who who do big things in, in, in life, they act out. Even the people who, who didn't graduate in college but were, were successful in entrepreneurship, like uh, Bill Gates. He created a plan, and then he acted on the plan. You actually have to take a step towards that thing that you really want. If you, if, if you really believe something, there's a corresponding action that, that goes along with it. If you believe that you're going to be successful, successful people do successful things. If you look at uh, a, a, a high caliber athlete like a Kobe Bryant. Well, Kobe Bryant doesn't think he should lose. He doesn't. He didn't. He doesn't go into games thinking that he, he he's going to lose. He goes into the game thinking that he can win. But not only does he think he can win, he prepares to win. That's part of his planning. And part and after he's planned to win, he actually goes out and executes. He actually steps out on it. And I'm encouraging you today to do the same thing. You guys are champions. Everybody can hear my voice today. You are a champion. I'm speaking to that creative nature inside of you, that creative Elohim spirit inside of you. And I'm, I'm, I'm thanking God that that, that that very spirit has been laying dormant in somebody who's hearing my voice right now, whether it's be live or on a podcast. Whoever hears my voice and that, that spirit has been laying dormant in you, I'm speaking to that spirit today to rise up in you. Because there's some great things that we need to see accomplished in this world that you were sent here to accomplish, that you were sent here to oversee and, and execute. So take these seven steps and tap into your creative nature. Because the whole world is waiting for you. So don't keep us waiting any longer. Because you're, what's inside of you must come forth now. And I thank you again for this um for allowing me to to, to give you these nuggets of information, these these precious jewels. Um I wanna to talk to you for one moment before I bring in uh our guests. Um I wanna to talk to you about my book, The Power of Conquering Fear. I really, really, really enjoy writing that book. It's not a very long book to read, it's a very uh good book to read for anybody who's facing any type of you know, challenges as as a dreamer, as we all do, um for anything that may come against you, you know, your vision to impede your your progress or things that that are inside it, no one maybe even knew about. There are things that that trigger fear. And my book, The Power of Conquering Fear, was designed to counteract that. It was designed to get help dreamers and visionaries get to that that mark, to to get to that place where they can be successful, to get to that place where they can live the life of their dreams versus living their nightmares. And I I am so honored to pr- present this book to you today. I've actually um, for one month now, the book has abs- has actually been um, picked up by Amazon.com. So you can actually go to Amazon.com and pick up the book, "The Power Conquering Fear" by me, Miles W. Miller. Uh, I encourage you to get it. I encourage you to get a couple copies and, and give it to your give some to your friends because it, this is a dynamic book written for dynamic people to get them to to the manifestation of their dreams. So I thank you for that. Um, and also, I apologize, people. I'm looking at at my list here and I didn't give you the presidential wisdom. I was so, again, I'm so excited to to bring you dynamic speakers, dynamic guests and dynamic lessons. I just forgot to give you the presidential wisdom. I apologize. But this week's presidential wisdom from our 44th President, Barack Obama, is it's only when you hitch your wagon to something larger than yourself that you will realize your true potential. I'll repeat that again for you. It's only when you hit your wagon to something larger than yourself that you will realize your true potential. That, that's a nugget to hold on to. I, I, that's, that's dynamic for me. When I, when I read that, I understood exactly what it meant, that each and every one of us has something inside of us that's great. But we still have to stay connected to something greater than ourselves. Stay connected to your source today, people, and, and watch great things happen. So without a shadow of a doubt I'm honored to be able to, to bring to you great dynamic, phenomenal, awesome guests each week. Uh this week again is no different. I have two dynamic individuals who are gonna come on here and they're gonna share principles with you to help you create a, a great world for yourself. Um and I'm I'm just absolutely honored again. Um our first guest I'm going to uh, bring to us tonight, um, she's a social media specialist. She's a, a coach, a consultant, an educator, a writer, um, and a viral marketing strategist who will ignite creativity for business for, for business from the inside out. Um, this woman is a dynamic, uh, dynamic person. I've had the honor um, of speaking to her personally, and um, every time I get a chance to sit down and talk to her, I want to take notes. Most times she catches me when I'm on the go, when I'm like actually walking around, so I don't get a chance to take notes. But I, I take mental notes. But I know that today she's going to give you some dynamic nuggets for success in your own life. Would you please welcome to the show, everyone, Miss Rhonda Oliver?
1: So much, Miles. I so appreciate you inviting me on your show.
0: Oh, you're so um, welcome.
1: Thank you so much. Um, it's, it's such an honor. I'm so. Um, just excited to be here and listening to um, you share about creativity. I listen in each week and you shared um, the seven, um, I, in fact, I have a website in, entitled Empowering Nuggets, so I understand wow. how critical those nuggets are and you gave nuggets of wisdom and um, how to be creative and we, we all are creative, um, we all have creative uh, juices if you will or creativity on the inside because we're all born with you know being a creative person every person born has mm-hmm. some type of creativity so um, to in order to share that you must understand like you said you, you have to tap into it you have to get to know what's on the inside of you me. And, how, um, and how you do that like you said you have to spend time with God because mm-hmm. he is the creator and so and in, in doing that and meditating on the word Begin to understand what's on the inside of you.
0: Yes, ma'am.
1: Yes. So um, I so embrace what you said. In fact, uh, it's so funny because we're flowing. <laughs> I had something similar to what you had, and I went, wow, he's like, you know, just saying the exact same things that I have written down. Wow. One of the things I had added was um, surrounding yourself with positive people. That's okay. so important because when you have a vision or a dream, it's so easy to encounter dream stealers or dream killers.
0: Right, right. And these
1: are the people that speak and tell you, oh, you can't do that. Oh, you sure? I told you to do that. You know, And they begin to make you second-guess yourself. So you definitely want to keep focused. And, um, in fact, Dr. Miles Monroe, not Miles Monroe, I'm sorry, Dr. Mike Murdoch once said, he said, don't suffer from broken focus. Right. So when we are focusing on something, if we take our eyes off, just like Peter in the water and how he went down as a result of taking his eyes off of Jesus.
0: Right. If
1: we do that, that would be detrimental to reaching um, our destiny. Yes, ma'am. And our destinies are already mapped out for us, we just have to tap into the Creator in order to understand what is on the inside of us.
0: Right, right. I totally understand. Um, uh-huh. Rhonda, it is you no, know, we know you're an educator. Uh could you tell the people uh more about your background education?
1: Yes. Um actually I am um I've educated uh children for the last thirteen years as a second career. I was in the business world prior to that, working okay. in uh corporate uh business and um I transitioned into teaching as a result of just loving kids i had children at that time they were small and i saw just from being involved with home and school you know going to school and being involved with my own children i saw the need for um being involved in children's lives so then i decided i had already had a degree so i went back for my master's degree and i received my master's degree in the process i was already teaching um, because i went what's called the uh, provisional route mm-hmm. and um you know, so I began to teach, and I had great um, mentors, and that's so important um, in the education or any field, but especially education, because mm-hmm. being mentored, you know, by people who have done it, and, you know, to show you, and, and one of the things I admired about teaching and loved was that not only do you learn, a good teacher or a great teacher will always be learning right. from our students, from, you know, whatever materials are being presented, and so um, it was awesome because i not only been learned from my third graders um, or my first graders, but I've learned from my students, and um, the creativity just is in me, and I just began to create things for them, situations to help them think and solve problems and things like that. So, um, yes, um, so I, w- I went on to um, study for my doctorate degree, and so okay. I am um, a year away from receiving my doctorate.
2: Okay, um, okay. I
1: have I- yeah thank you. I've finished my coursework, and now um I'm going to write my dissertation um dealing with the correlation between uh the effectiveness of homeschooling. homeschooling has gotten such a terrible um rap on um you know on just a downpour on onto uh, homeschooling and actually, it's a great thing. I'm not saying that public school isn't great because I've taught in public school, right. but for the parents out there that wanted home school with children. Those parents are very knowledgeable. They don't just go in there without knowledge. A lot of them go in with knowledge, and that's a, a really great thing. But anyway, my doctorate is in educational leadership with curriculum and instruction. A master's degree is in education with reading specialists. Okay. Yes. Um. But anyway, I embraced what you said, um, all the points, and um, I also wrote down the plan. I said, the plan for your life. You must understand the plan for your life yes. in order to walk out and power what God um, has given you. That helps with your vision. And uh, Helen Keller once said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. Wow. So, and she, of course, was profound in uh, learning and education, those kind of things, and so Speaking forth that vision while seeing it—it's powerful.
0: Wow, wow! And you know something. You when I was coming up with this list, I actually now think about—I actually forgot that that one point she brought up. I actually that was on my list originally. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Um, and I was I was thinking like something's missing, but I couldn't okay. put my finger on it. It's like wow, you just you hit the nail on the head because I'm I'm big on on who I'm connected to and the people that I have around me. You know, you have to make sure the people oh, yeah. that are around you are are definitely dream nurturers and not dream killers.
1: Absolutely. And you must wreck, sometimes the people you love,
0: right. unfortunately.
1: So, and it's not that you, I'm suggesting that you just excommunicate yourself, but you, you need to learn how to walk with them, distance yourself when it comes to your dreams. Guard those dreams.
0: Right. You know, right guard maybe. your
1: heart because out of it flows the issues of life. So, you know, it's okay to love the person. You don't have to like the, the negative behavior, but love them. Right. You know, because you never know what you can speak into the lives. But at the same time, guard what God has given you so that it doesn't get shot down.
0: Yes, definitely. Well, Rhonda, um, as, as an educator, um, how, how important would you say it is to cultivate creativity in, in, in your youth and the youngsters?
1: Oh, I think it's so important because, of course, youth are impressionable, and especially the younger the better. But even if they're in fifth grade, I taught fifth grade for about six years. I taught third grade for about three years, first, second, um, for a few years. And one of the things that I know about children is that if you show them what you want, if you model it, you know, actually model what you're, what you're wanting from them, after a while, they'll learn to think and create. But you have to give them some kind of idea of how to create. And once you teach them how to create, they begin creating on their own. Okay. So you have to model. That's very important. The younger, the more that you need to model in the beginning. But you need to trust that you can give them information and they'll be able to process and create.
0: Right, right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So with that same experience, how would you assist uh, an adult who who may have lost their creative desire?
1: Okay. Well, I've also taught, I've, right now I'm teaching on the university level. So I, I had the opportunity not only to work with non-traditional students, who were people who had degrees and wanted to come back and go into teaching. But I also had the opportunity to work with uh, students who were in their early 20s coming into college. Right. So what you do with those kinds of people is that you have to, first of all, respect the fact that they are adults. Because yes. sometimes, you know, it's that if you lose that respect, as far as a young adult is concerned, they may not listen to you so so well, but if you respect them as being thinking beings and you want them to think, you encourage them. I, what I do is I do what's called a technique which is called Socratic thinking.
0: Okay.
1: So I ask them questions. Sometimes I might ask you a question to answer your question. For example, if a student asks me a question, and I, for instance, uh, we were talking about um, the United States, and that was part of our my class that I was teaching. I was teaching educational. Historical Educational Foundations, and uh, one of the questions was something concerning the United States, and I said, well, I said, are the United States of America united? Hmm. So now they had to think about across the board from history of what we had already studied, some of this stuff, and they began to say, oh, I see a disconnect here, I see one here, I see one there. And I said, that's not to say our, we don't want to be united, but if you look at the reality of it, we have some disconnects that need to, and that's what I believe President Obama is trying to address, Right. to bring people together, because we need to be united in some things. And it's very difficult when everybody has an opinion. Yeah. So that was a question to help them think for themselves. And so when I asked that question, it really sparked up a great, um, not uh, necessarily debate, but it was more like sharing their hearts and what they felt and what right. the, their experiences and what they thought. So I, I, that's what I do on the, on the um, university level. I like to ask open-ended questions in a sense where they can create their thinking okay, and add to the, to the uh, discussion matters. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Rhonda, how important is your spirituality, what you're doing?
1: Oh, my goodness. It is the fabric of my being. <laughs> I, I'm careful not to, um, and, and especially like in the schooling environment, I am who I am and I teach in the core of my being. However, I do respect that people are different and they have different ways of thinking. So instead of imposing who I am on them, I just, and and me, and let what's on the inside of me shine for them to wonder, wow, she's wonderful or she's great or we love her or why do we like her or, you know, you, you hear those kind of things and they come to me and they tell me, they'll say, well, we love the way you accept us for who we are. Well, that's, that's awesome because I've reached them. We love the way that you validate our learning or you validate our thinking. Great. So wow. that's those are the kind of things I do. Um, it's very easy to, to impose your thoughts, but that's not the goal in the classroom. It's the goal is to have them think for themselves. Right. So,
0: yes. Right. So, um... Let's say, for instance, we have an entrepreneur that's online, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure we do have some entrepreneurs online. Okay. Um, What advice would you give to them, an up-and-coming entrepreneur, to creatively market their new ideas?
1: Um, One of the things that I would do um, with an entrepreneur would be to really, again, get in with around the right people, people who are going places that they desire to go. Okay. Um, For example, on Twitter, there, When I first got on Twitter, it was a little bit difficult to understand how Twitter really worked. Right. But I surrounded myself with people who had been on Twitter for a couple of years, some of them. Some people had been on for a few months, got the gist of it, had materials. And so I was able to not only read some of the material that they had offered, but I was able to follow the things because they were really basically almost mentoring me. I was able to receive what they said, and today I almost have 10000 Followers in wow. just a few short months since March, the end of March.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So, Twitter is an awesome tool. It is, I've met people from all over the world. It's really wonderful. And the, the key to Twitter is really being personable. Okay. Before someone can really hear what you have, because everybody has something on Twitter that they either have a website to or whatever, um, the key is to really connect to the people. Because that's what it's about. It's a, it's a people connection, and from there, then you share what you have. Okay. Some people don't don't understand that, so they come in trying to sell. And of course, most times people are shut down when you're trying to sell them something.
0: Right. You have to establish so, a relationship before your people want to buy something.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So that's the key to Twitter: establishing relationships, and people from there it just grows. People start telling people about you, and you know that's and the rest is history. So for the entrepreneurs. Connect to the people, to the heart of the people that you are wanting to service to.
0: Because you know, in, in going along with that, I, I, you know, I've been in sales for a little bit of my life, and one thing I've always was always taught was that people don't care how much you know, and they know how much you care. Exactly. And I think that a lot of people miss that mark, you got you, you know, be, being in business is a service-oriented deal. If you're going to, you know, exactly. be in business and you're going to try to take somebody's money, well, you got to, what are you serving, what, what are you giving them in exchange for that money? And it has to be That's, value added.
1: <laughs> and you have to know, people have, people would like, I tell you the best, um, I've been in, in the corporate world for about 10 years before I became a teacher, and the main thing that made people keep coming back um, to the industry that I worked in was the fact that they were treated well, and that they were made to feel special. And right. when you when you remember people's names, you look them in the eye, you talk to them, and you really are from your heart. Not just you know it, it can't you can't be fake and personal because, people, it, that, that's easily targeted and easily, easily picked up when it's not correct. So right. If it's really a, a sincere, um, you know, just a sincere touch, you know, personal touch. That will take you a long way in business.
0: Okay there's any more nuggets that you want to share with the people before um, uh, we, we move on to the next segment?
1: Yes. I'd like to say the final thing is to um, take inventory of your gifts and talents because that's the key. There lies the key to not only who you really are, but it also lies the key in what you will do well without effort because it's gifts.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean... Again, people, like I tell you, I I told you she was going to give you some nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) So, Rhonda, how can we find you um, online, and um, and do you have a mail address for people to get in contact with you?
1: Yes. Well, I have a blog, and it's at um, http forward slash, the colon forward slash, uh, double forward slash, empoweringnuggets.blogspot.com. So you can find me there. Okay. Of course, you can find me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> also, you can find me um, on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash Academy. And that's my, home, my online school. I have mm-hmm. a uh, K-8 online school. It's elementary and middle school. And it's geared towards people who are homeschooling, who are just beginning, really don't know what to do, um, how to get started how to get connected, so I'm there to service you, and we actually teach online, live, live classes online to elementary students. Oh, wow. So, yes, so if if uh, you have a child, because most parents really love teaching their kids, and that's great, but there's, there's that percentage of parents who may not enjoy the teaching part of it. They may want the the a homeschooling part where their child is at home, but they may Want a licensed teacher, an experienced teacher, to teach online in the in the comfort of their home with parents there, and the parents help build the curriculum as well. So you can see that website at Ed, EducationWorks Academy is the name of the website, and you can find that at http colon slash four slash four slash dot shutterfly. dot com forward slash, forward slash
0: and what I'll do uh, later on when I get ready to post the podcast, I'll put this information on the, in the description. Okay,
1: great. That'll be great.
0: So, Rhonda, we appreciate you. Uh, it was an absolute honor to have you on. I look forward to having you on again in the future. Um, Thank you. When we, when we call you Dr. Rhonda Oliver. Yes, I'm
1: excited about that. Boy, that was a long time coming, <laughs> but it was a long journey. They call it a journey, by the way. It was a journey, but it was a wonderful journey because it encouraged me to go beyond myself, and okay. of course, God is in control. So that's how that—that's the only way I got through. Was because of Him.
0: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Well, again, we thank you, and uh, I encourage you to listen to the rest of the show. We got—I got, I got a, another dynamic guest coming on. She's a very powerful young lady. I think you should um, stay on. And listen.
1: Okay. Of okay.
0: course.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're so welcome, and we appreciate you. Well, people, our next guest is. Um, I don't know how to describe her other than the word dynamic, Um, just a powerhouse. Um, Our next guest is a a dynamic real estate agent uh, working for Keller Williams in Atlanta. Um, As a Keller Williams agent, she utilizes the latest technologies, market research, and business strategies to exceed your expectations. Not just meet, but exceed your expectations. More importantly, she listens to her clients, which is hard to find sometimes when you're dealing with, in, in a service-based, you know, environment. Um, she actually takes the time to listen to what her clients are, are asking, which means she helps them find solutions to what they what they need, and they're tailored to what they really need. And without a shadow of a doubt, um, she does what, she, what she's doing very, very well. Uh, I'd like to introduce uh, Miss Kamaria Finch to the show.
2: Hi, oh, Miles. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you.
0: It's uh, an absolute honor to have you on the show. Well, I'm glad to be here. Um, you and I were talking uh, yesterday um, about the show, and you had asked me a question about my credit score. And I kind of shied away from it because, you know, that's one topic that I, I try to stay away from as much as possible. As, mm-hmm. as much as I talk about the power of conquering fear, that's one thing that scares me is my credit score. But you encouraged me to um, to step up and, and check my credit report. And I found that some things weren't completely accurate. Um, how important is it for a person to really, you know, like a potential homeowner, a potential home buyer, for instance, how important is it for them to understand and know their credit score?
2: Well, um, I actually think it's very important for everybody to know their credit score and get a copy of their credit report because I know, um, a few years back I didn't know anything about my credit. I knew I wanted to uh, get to a place where I wanted to buy a home, and I knew credit was uh, the most, one of the most important things. And um, the thing that I think people don't realize is um, that there's a lot of inaccuracies on your credit report. Meaning, there's a lot of things that are not correct on your credit score. Also, you can actually write off a lot of the things on your credit score. There are things that were on there. I wrote a letter to all of the three. Um, bureaus, and some of them they just dropped off because, um, I know it's a little t- tangential, but because um, the credit um, bureaus have to go on what you say. Okay. So if you say, I dispute this debt, then they're going to write to the company and say, well, this person you know says that they dispute this debt. You have to validate and say that they really owe this. If the company does not respond within a certain amount of time, they have to remove that from your credit report It's by law. So the thing is, the credit score and the credit report is the most important thing in home buying, and I don't think people should be as intimidated as they are because it's not as difficult as it looks to get the things off your credit report or your credit and then up your credit score. So there's just little techniques that you can do that are very simple, just to remove, you know, faulty things in your credit score or things that are there and you just, you know, and the company is not doing their due diligence and the company is not you know, uh, responding back to the credit uh, bureaus in time, um, just to get your score to a point in where, A, you can actually qualify to get a home because if your credit score, your credit report, um, it, basically if your credit score isn't up to par, nobody's going to give you a loan. Right. Because basically what credit means is that I can trust you with money and you're going to pay it back. So if you give, if you have a low credit score, people are thinking like, um, I can't trust you with my money. I even give you my money, you're not going to pay me back. Right. So basically you have to reflect in your credit score a basic principle that I think goes way back is that you can trust me on my word. If you give me this money, I can pay you back. That's number one. Right. Number two is um, your credit score is going to determine your interest rate. Um, when you buy a home, you're going to be eligible for interest rate, and uh, the higher your interest rate is, the more money you're going to pay. Because the banks, basically, an interest rate means that the banks get their money back for loaning you that money. They're like, I'll loan you this money, but in order to give you this money, I need to make money off of the money I'm lending you. So they need to make their money, and the interest rate is basically what the banks are getting for giving you that money. Um, so they, if you're considered high risk, which means you have a low credit score, which is usually in the five hundred or be- below, 600 and below is, is considered low credit score. Okay. So if you're at a 600 or below, you're a higher risk. So they're like, we might get our money back, we might not. So either they won't give you the loan, or they're going to charge you extremely high interest rates. Um, and what the banks do, and I don't think a lot of people know this, is once you purchase your home, you're paying more. And your mortgage, about 80 to 90% of your mortgage in the first years is all interest. Wow. You're paying probably, like if you have a $900 note, about $750 of that note is interest and then 150 is on your house. So you want to basically take that interest rate the bank gives you and lower it. And the way that you lower it is by having a higher credit score. So the thing is that, like, the higher your credit score, the better interest rate you're going to get. And if you lower your interest rate, you can save yourself thousands and thousands and thousands, I am not exaggerating, Mm. on your uh, payment, on your mortgage. So it's just like if you just face your fear about your credit credit score, work on it, you know, just focus on it, you know, look at it, you know, do the little techniques that you need to do to raise your credit score. You're saving so much money in your pocket and then you'll feel better because you can actually purchase not just a home but different things and nobody's looking at you and being like you gotta pay like $500 a five hundred dollars a just to get a phone. All right. You know, you can't live here because we can't trust you. So I mean, it's just like it's just empowering yourself and moving into a positive place in general where you can feel kind of free, and you have more options in your life, um, and the things that you want to purchase and buy. Well, wow. you
0: know, and, and that, I think a lot of people need to hear that. You know, part of being able to to take care of your responsibilities and take care of you know debts and things like that, it, you know, it gives you confidence when you're actually paying things on time. I mean, you know, it means that it it people take you at your word when you say if you borrow this money that. On, on Friday, I'm gonna pay you back Well, they expect on friday to get it you know get that money back, so when you're doing that consistently, it does create you know trust and increase confidence inside yourself that you can actually get it done
2: exactly and and I feel like people miss the and, and you know i guess I'm kind of a deep person, so I think the principle of credit is kind of goes back to you and your word, you right. know and um keeping your word, being able to fulfill the things that you say you you can fulfill. And it's a good practice. I mean, we all struggle with it. I mean, I struggled with it, and I got to a much, much better place. And, you know, sometimes things are hard, and, you know, it's a harder to keep your word, but you can keep your word. You may, you know, struggle. If you say Friday, it may be Tuesday, you know, but make sure it's Tuesday and it's not never, you know. Right. And I think that credit is not anything new. You know, I mean, merchants used to put credit, you know, back in thousands and thousands of years, you know, where people... You know went to somebody and they just gave their word, and the person said, "I trust you. Um, you owe me this. I trust you, and you pay me back when you say you're going to." If the person kept not paying back, then your your word was and your respect was was lowered. So I think the credit score and the credit report, in a way, is just a reflection of how well you're keeping your word to these companies and things like that. And it is overwhelming, and um, but it's a good practice, not just in terms of just for your purchase power, but practice for yourself and to try to um, practice keeping your word and the things that you need to do so people can trust you to give you money. And it is a good feeling to go in a store and they trust you by not asking you for a deposit or giving you low interest rate or not even asking you for an interest rate to saying if you pay this back in two months, you don't even have to pay interest on this. So it's an empowering, freeing feeling. And it's, it's a process. I don't want people to feel like, oh, I'm going to keep my word. You have to, you know, work on it, you know. You have to work on practicing and getting in good habits. And that takes some time, but, you know, you, you know, if you really want something, you know, you're going to do it.
0: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, another thing that that's really um, amazing to me is I know a, a lot of people who are their entire adult lives have never, ever attempted to buy a home. They always lived in apartments. They've been renting apartments since I've known them and they were older than me when I met them. So they were
2: older than you when you met them.
0: <laughs> so from your experience, what are some reasons that good people never, you know, step out to buy a home?
2: Um. Well, I think there's a lot of reasons. I mean, I decided I wanted to purchase a home, and so, but it depends on, you know, your lifestyle, if you're used to seeing your family rent and things like that, um. You know, so in case, like, you know, if you've grown up seeing your parents rent, 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 then buying a home can be an overwhelming, intimidating experience, you know. So, I mean, people can be like, wow, owning a home is such a huge responsibility and commitment. And I think that's another thing, too. You know, we have some commitment probes out there, which I understand. You know, I have a few friends that, um, you know, they just feel like a house is such a huge responsibility. Um, Some people, I just think a lot of it is fear or a fear of commitment. Um, so I just think that um if you want to buy a home, if you' have thought about it, you definitely should because uh real estate is one of uh, one of the main ways to create wealth and build wealth in your in your house, I mean in your um life so and a house is an asset, so don't just look at it as a house as, okay, I just want to buy a house, you know, and I just want to live there. Look at a house as a power tool, and I think that's what a lot of people don't see. It's a power tool. Okay. So when you have a home, that's an asset. Even if you're paying mortgage, usually, you know, let's just pretend the last year didn't happen. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> usually thinking um, when you buy a home, you sell it. I mean, people have gotten twenty to 40000 and plus just by selling their home in a period of two to five years. That's wow. $20,000 that you can put in your pocket. You can put in your bank account. And um, even if it's five, ten thousand dollars 10000 you can't do that with an apartment. When you leave your apartment, you're basically paying to move into a different apartment. You buy a house today, houses almost always, despite what's going on, is they, you know they always appreciate. Even the houses that are depreciated right now, people sit on them and they, they hold on to them for a couple of years. They're going to appreciate, but even if they don't appreciate, they still have worth. They still yeah. have value. So it's like if you can't sell your house today, you can always move out and rent it out and make money off of it. So I think that people should look at a home um, and not be afraid because maybe their parents always rented or, you know, they really don't know how to do the process. You know, I just think people need to look at the positives more than the negatives. Like, listen to your dreams more than your fears. And then it's not so much about dreaming about a home, but it's also about, okay, I really want a home. Let me research. You know, go online, look it up, because I just think fear keeps people fear and habit keeps people in apartments and renting. Wow. And the home buying process can seem very overwhelming.
0: Right. And I I think that um a lot of people until you know better, you can't do better. And I think that, you know, it's really important that you know they hear this type of information. Like I said, I, I know that a lot of the I know my people, the li- people that are listening to this show, they're they're really good people and they they really want to, to do better. They really want to be you know, they really want to live a championship standard of living.
2: Mm-hmm. Um
0: I guess the question now, Kamaria, is, um, what, is your, uh, what does your company have to offer people for helping them improve their credit score and also to, to aid them in the home buying process?
2: Okay. Um, well, the thing is, is that, like, there are a lot of basic steps. Um, and I feel like, because uh, I work with Tyler tel- Wilsons on the French Properties, um, that's my last name, Finch. Um And my company, what we offer is, I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to hear what you need you know, uh, your concerns, what your fear is, and then I'm going to point you in the right direction. Okay. Um, meaning that if you come to me and you say, you know, I don't, I'm i kind of concerned about my credit, I'm not going to ignore that because, you know, I need you to understand how you need to get your credit so you can move up not just in terms of, like, you know, getting your home, but also in your knowledge base because I feel like our community really needs to be educated on just basic principles of finance. I just think that's really important. um, for us, so I think my company um, cares about the community and education community. I was a teacher for a very long time, and I think education is key. And I want to educate you on the process as well. I don't want to just say, okay, go to this person or that person, just file this, fix this, or whatever. I want you to understand the process so you feel a little more empowered. So the next time around, you can build on that knowledge. Um, so I think what my company brings to the table is that I'm going to listen to your needs. I'm going to help educate you, and I'm going to point you in the direction that you need to go to get the goals and dreams that you want and make those a reality.
0: Okay. And that, and like I said, that that's dynamic stuff because people, a lot of times people, they really want to do better. They just don't know how to do better, or they're intimidated by the process. And it's always good to know that, you know, there's people out there in the community that, that really want to help them, you know, succeed and help them, want to, you know, to live a better lifestyle.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it is because sometimes, you know, I mean, I'm pretty – I'm a little arrogant, as they say, but I, and I think that helps me because sometimes I go into situations where I don't know things, and then people are just so rude, and you're just kind of like, you know, that doesn't help you, but my arrogance kind of gets me over because I'm like, you, you're going to help me, you know what I'm saying, whether you like it or not, and that helps me out, but not everybody is like that, and um, I just think that sometimes, you know, when you want information knowledge, it's just so disconcerting. It's just, It just puts you down when people just kind of, you know, put you down because you don't know something or ignore you or just kind of get exasperated or they're like, oh, I don't want to, you know, really help this person. When really, um, And sometimes these are the people that are supposed to help you, and that's their job. But right. so don't let me talk to somebody who is their job to help, you, <laughs> help me, because <laughs> I'll be like, uh, I don't feel any type of way. You better help me, or I'll find somebody who will. And I think in a service-oriented um position such as real estate, you know, It's okay to ask questions, and the information on, you know, if you're not really a people person, if you have a lot of pride, you don't really want to ask somebody, or you have that family member who you could ask, but they just, you know, how they can be, you can always go online and just type in your question, and Google, I love Google, um, type in your question. If you just take some time and you read, you're going to find a lot of information, Um, and you can just type in your question. You can say, how do I improve my credit score? And you're gonna find all these websites. If you if you're more of a visual person, you'll find videos. If you're more of a reader, you know you'll find articles. And they will show you how to um, up your score. If you're like, I want to buy a home, you know, there's just if you if you're kind of not like into talking to people all the time, then use the internet. If you are into people, you know, just talk to somebody who has done it, who has been successful in it, and and, you know, make them give you the information. I mean, it just takes five minutes, and you just keep asking questions, and you're like, thank you. Just make sure you appreciate that they took the time out to give you the information.
0: Right, right. So, Kamaria, could you tell us the benefit of working with an agent like yourself?
2: Um, I, I think um I discussed it um, in terms of just uh, wanting to educate others, and I think I'm a compassionate person. Okay. So I, I, I'm – I'm never going to make you feel like, you know, there's a wrong question. Not, like I said, that comes from my teaching background. So um, so working with me, I think, is just like you'll get somebody who's knowledgeable, you're going to get professional, you're going to get service, and you're going to get somebody who's going to respond to what you need and listen to you and help you uh, go in the direction that you want to go and that you need to go. So you just, you're definitely going to get a personal feel and um, I'm going to guide you and push you in a good direction, but I'm not going to badger you or make you feel like, you know, get my whip out and be like, you need to go to this website. But I will be like, you know, (laughs) because I've heard of agents that do that or, you know, things like that. But I will, you know, suggest certain things, and I'll lead you to the people that are right. And I'm going to help you save money. Okay. If you listen to the things that I need you to listen to, I'm going to help you reduce your cost. And I think that's really important, too, because, I want to help you, you know, get the most because it's, it's trying time. So I'm going to help you save that money by sending you to the right people and telling you some strategies with banks, with mortgage brokers, and things like that that will help you save your money.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Kamaria, we're getting close to the, uh, the end of our segment here. Um, could you tell the people how to get in contact with you?
2: Yes. Um. You can go to – I'm on Facebook, so you can go to Kamaria Finch, which is K-A – M is in Mary, A-R-I-A, last name is Finch, F as in Frank, I-N as in Nancy, C-H, of Kamaria Finch, on Facebook. You can also go to my website, which is um, thefinchproperties.com, that's uh, T-H-E-F-I-N-C-H, properties, that's P-R-O-P-E-R-T-I-E-S.com. And you can also email me at kfinch at kw.com. That's kfinch at kw.com. If you're a telephone person, you can um, just call me at 404-564-5596, and I'll repeat that. That's 404-564-5596, and that's Kamaria. And if you're like, I cannot pronounce that, most people just call me Miss Finch.
0: Well, Miss Finch, it's an honor (laughs) having you on the show. Uh, could you give, give the audience a, an encouraging word to motivate them to continue to pursue their goals and their dreams uh, before you go?
2: Um, yes. I um, have been talking to a few people, and what I do see in a lot of people is that they're apprehensive, is that they listen to their fear and their worry more than their positive and their dreams and goals. So I would just challenge you to balance out that negativity and that worry and that fear with thinking of positive and you know, goal-oriented as opposed to, for example, instead of saying, well, I have that credit or I don't have this or I don't have that, say, you know, um, let me talk to this person. Let me find an agent. I'm going to get better credit. I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to get my home. So just think more positive in a direction of belief and walking in faith as opposed to thinking that you can't do this or this is going to be too hard. Just think it's going to be easy. It's going to get better. If I have... My credit may not be the best, but it's going to get better. I may not know how to get a home, but I'm going to learn. Just think in a positive, like, focused way and something bigger, not something that is uh, designed to hold you back.
0: Well, I I have to say I I am absolutely honored to have you on here. You've given us some great insight, and I look forward to having you back. You know, why don't we make this a a reoccurring thing? Why don't you come back and, and give us more insight, you know, on a reoccurring basis? I think people will like that. No,
2: definitely. And um I definitely will keep you in the loop of, you know, programs and things like that. I would love to um definitely um talk to everybody about, you know, their you know, their their potential dreams of home investing. Um, because once you, you might have a home you might want to invest. Yes. You know, and just different things. So of course I would love to see Miles.
0: Okay. Well, again, we thank you for coming out and we um we look forward to seeing you again soon.
2: And thank you so much.
0: You're so welcome. Well, people, this is that time of the show um, that we um, – I hate seeing it because it means that, you know, the show is coming to a close for this week. But one thing I will say is this. Um, I'm, I'm excited about being able to provide quality content to you, and I'm, I'm excited about being able to bring people on this show that are going to actually impact your life and give you tools to help you move in the right direction and create a championship standard of living for yourself. Um. So I, I without a shout, without I thank uh, Miss Rhonda Oliver today, and I thank uh, Miss Kamaria Finch for the insight they've given us on, um, on creativity and, and and the home buying process, things like that. These are these are things that people need to hear. These are things that you know I needed to hear myself because sometimes you know I can deal with fear myself. You know I I've written a book The Power of Conquer Fear, but guess what? It's it's something that it's a blueprint for myself. So. So that I can keep moving forward, because sometimes we we need to re, be re-encouraged that you know that things aren't as bad as they may seem. People take the the, the tools and the nuggets that were handed to you today and use them, you know, act on them. Um, before we go, I want to make a, a few acknowledgements. Uh, again, I want to thank uh, Miss Rhonda Oliver, Miss Maria Finch. I want to also acknowledge Mr. J. L. Godfrey. Uh, Mr. Godfrey is is then. A great blessing to me he's been actually um we've been cross-promoting each other uh on on youtube facebook twitter myspace and um i want to thank him for um his input in um and and making me to um, step up and, and get my game better um mr leroy metals he's been a very influential um uh, uh person uh, he's been a very influential business partner with me he's um a great young man he's a dynamic uh guy himself he's gonna definitely take the world by storm uh Mr. Kenneth Moody he's he's uh works behind the scenes. He, Kenneth is the guy that you don't see that makes sure things work right. And he helps me with a lot of technical stuff and a lot of um IT stuff. So, uh Kenny is is as is, is basically Kenny's my little brother. So, um he's always he's always around when things are, are moving. So, um I wanted to honor him. Uh Shawn, Mrs. Sean Mason Spence, um Miss April Stubbs, uh Mary Wilhite, uh, she's going to be on the show next week. Um, a dynamic woman, uh, just a powerful motivator, um, former Bears, uh, Chicago Bears cheerleader. She has a dynamic story that she's going to share with us next week. Also, uh, I'm actually being interviewed on Monday by uh, the Motown Writers Network um, by Miss Monica Marie Jones. Um, Monica Marie Jones is a, a dynamic writer, dynamic author of the book Floss and the Ups and Downs of Being Around. Um, very, very... Um, inspirational uh, young lady, and um, I get the honor of being on her show next week. So, people, without a shadow of doubt, it's been an absolute honor having you here. It's been an absolute honor being here with you. And as always, I, this is Miles W. Miller for creating a championship standard of living. And my mantra, my motto, don't ever give up, don't ever quit in your dreams. God bless you, and I'll see you next week.